Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, welcome back uh, to the Echo Youth Podcast. This is episode 61. 61. Uh, we back. We, we took a week off. Uh, ben was on vacation. I was. Uh, to Hawaii. Yes. And uh, I was just tired. And I needed a I needed a break. Everyone needs a break every once in a while. Nothing wrong with that. My wife is pregnant. And Ooh, let's go first time on the podcast. First time we said it on the potty. Um and so I just I we we've been tired and uh working hard doing the thing. So we just needed just a little bit of a life. break. Just a little break. Yeah, that's all we need. need a Sabbath. Just a little one, that's it. Uh, sabbatical, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Week. So anyway, so we're back. Uh we're gonna do chapter six today of the in the book of John, which is uh the book we've been kind of studying here and there's some really fun things to talk about here yep yep uh and then we got a fun uh draft at the end you, you know um, we do because your boy won the last two yeah ben so won the last two you. so now thank it's, you everyone i don't know what the score is officially but you've got 24 i think i've got 32. 32 so you still got me by a few here bucko 32 to 24 he's coming back he's within eight yep so here we go we'll see how it goes let's go Okay, let's jump right into it. So John chapter 6. So we this got a big is, chapter today. Yeah, it's 70-something verses. It's crazy. Okay, so <laughs> big chapter. So uh, it starts off talking about Jesus feeding the 5,000. So uh, it says, After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there was... and. There he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand, lifting up his eyes. And then seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so these people may eat? Okay, so we'll stop right there. That's where, so Jesus is uh, traveling around. He's got a bunch of people following him, so he decides to stop. And they're going to have a Passover dinner kind of thing. Um, But they don't have food to feed all these people. And Jesus has been preaching to them and healing people and so they're following him around so anyways so kind of paraphrasing um so they um are talking about how much money it would cost to feed everybody that's what the disciples bring up which many of us in the church world would bring up too like uh you know how much money it would cost to order 50 pizzas for all these kids you know or whatever and so uh jesus is like okay well um, what do we have, you know? And so someone says, you know, there's a there's a young boy who has five loaves of bread and two fish. And they say, but what is that for this many people? And Jesus says, well, tell them to sit down and let's get to work, basically. Yeah. And um, uh, so then Jesus starts like starts uh, breaking the bread in, in the in the fish and, and multiplying them and handing them out in the disciples are passing out this food it says yo it ain't running out yeah Uh, excuse me it says uh 
five thousand, but it was probably more like ten to twenty thousand people because it's just five thousand men, mm-hmm. and so there were women Kids. and children that were in the crowd too. Um, so it, the number was probably quite a lot bigger than five thousand. So this is a massive group of people to feed. Yeah, and uh, and so like imagine, um. I'm trying to think of a good example. If you think of like a basketball arena, what do those hold? Like twenty thousand people in them? Probably around there. I don't really know, but I think they do. I think Honda Center holds like sixteen thousand something. Yeah, yeah. So, so So imagine more people than a full stadium. Yeah, imagine like a full basketball stadium of people, and that's kind of the general maybe amount that Jesus was feeding here. Um, so it's a lot. It's 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 a whole lot, and not a football stadium. That's like. Six, 60 to yeah, 100,000 people. A lot of people. Um, but like a basketball stadium, that would that'd be a good guess, I guess. I'm looking um, it up. Yeah. The largest one is United Center, 20,197 seats. Yeah. So they're not, so they're usually between 10 and 20,000 a basketball arena. So that's kind of your range. Um, so, anyways, so Jesus is feeding a, a huge amount of people with five loaves and two uh, fish. And two fish. So this is crazy. This is an awesome, awesome miracle. And so um, the, the disciples are passing it out. And after everything's done, after everyone's had their fill, and, and the Bible even says that they like he, he did it till everyone was full. So even people got seconds. Yeah, people had thirds, they had fourths. An, enough, enough food to go around. And then after everyone was finished, he had the disciples go around and pick up the extras. And they had 12 basketfuls of extras. Yeah. Which there's, there's some kind of, some implications to that idea of there twelve being twelve leftover baskets, um, and uh, number twelve is referenced a lot. In the yeah, yeah, um, and and I think in the, in a simple idea is maybe that Jesus was showing that every disciple had a job to get done. Right, there's twelve baskets that were filled with leftovers. So um, it's just kind of interesting. Um, but if you're into like the numbers thing. Uh, like significant Bible numbers, like three, seven, eight, twelve. I think that's it. Six is a bad one. <laughs> yep, that one does not check out. Um, but yeah, then you could do some research and think whatever you think the number twelve meant in that situation, which is fun. Uh, but anyway, so we're moving on. So that's that's kind of that. So there's twelve baskets with fragments of the of the bar, uh, five barley's and loaves left. Yerp. Um, hold on, where are we here? Let's see. Uh, after that, uh, Jesus walks on the water, I believe. Yes. Um, sorry, now I was looking for some like notes in the margin here, but oh, let's go. It skipped over that verse, so we're fine. Okay, so then. Um, in verse 14, it says, when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come to in, into the world. And this is kind of verse 15. I have it highlighted in my Bible because I just think it's kind of funny. But mm-hmm. it says, perceiving then that they were about to come and take him in by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. <laughs> he said, Ayo, I'm out here. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a subtle flex, I feel like. Like, he's like, yeah. knowing, feeling in his heart that they were going to force him to be king. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he left and, and, but it just speaks to the humility of Jesus that he knew that they were going to grab him, force him to be king. And he's, 
he knew that that's not what he came to accomplish. And so he removed himself from the situation and got by himself, which sometimes is that that's, that's in and of itself a, maybe a practice we all need to have a little bit more is even, even when people are pushing success down our throats, it doesn't always necessarily mean it's a good thing. Yeah. And this is something that we need to talk about maybe a little bit more as, as Christians, Mm-hmm. We, I think we've got too caught up with the open door, closed door type thing. Um, meaning that if the door is opened, it's meant to be. It's if the guaranteed door's closed, go through it every time. Yeah, if the door is closed, then it wasn't supposed to be. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think sometimes sometimes doors are open and we shouldn't walk through them. And I think sometimes doors are closed and we should kick them down. I think Oof. it's like it's hard to kind of like this door was wide open for Jesus to be an actual physical king of the time. And that wasn't yeah. what he was supposed to walk through. So be careful in your life. Like actually. Go about things prayerfully mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to walk through every wide open door. We're not supposed yeah. to acknowledge a closed door every time and think that it's supposed to be closed. That's like, the end of the road, yeah. A good example is there's, I mean, oh, I read this book called Love Does, and now I'm on the second book called Everybody Always by Bob Goff. But Let's go, Bob. One of the stories he talked about, so if you don't know who Bob Goff is, he's this, he's this uh, uh, lawyer or attorney. Um, he's in law. Anyways, but he, um, I think he's a lawyer, and he is known for, he's done some crazy work in, like, Africa and, like, Uganda, and, uh, like, freeing, um, like, children in prisons and slavery and things like that. Uh, but anyway, so when he was in uh, college, he well, he went to college to be a park ranger, <laughs> and then decided that's not what he wanted to do, and then, and then he decided that he was going to go to law school, and so yep. he took this test to get into law school and failed it miserably, and so nobody <laughs> accepted his um, applications. And he said that a couple schools felt so bad for him because of his test scores, they sent his application fee back. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what, buddy? Here you go. But he thought to himself, no, I'm supposed to be a lawyer. Like I'm supposed to make a difference. I'm supposed to fight for people who can't fight for themselves. So you know what he did? He went to the college that he dreamed to go to. He found the dean's office. <laughs> and he walked in the office and he said, hey, man, all you got to do is tell me uh, to go get my books. And I'll do it. Right and I'll here. do it. And he's like, you have the power to tell me to go get my books, to go buy my books, and I'll be in class. He's like, you're the, he goes, you're the only thing that's holding me back from being in this class, which is true. The guy kind of laughed it off, and he's like, you know what, Bob, you know, I'm sorry, you know, even great people get turned away, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. So Bob just, every day. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> every day he sits outside, and same thing, the dean walks by, and he says, hey, man, all you got to do is tell me to buy my books, and I'll get them, and he kind of laughs, and I guess after a couple of days, the guy got kind of annoyed, obviously. But the, Bob waited there seven days in a row. <laughs> He's waiting outside this dude's office, just telling him, like, man, all you got to do is tell me to buy my Give books. Me the word. School had already started, like, two, three days. And then I guess eventually on one day, the dean walks past him, double takes, stops, looks at him and says, all right, go buy your books. And so he goes, buys his books, and now he's, like... He, he's, like, a huge lawyer. He's huge because he's, like actually doing what he said he was going to do and like doing good in the world and freeing people and, and, uh, advocating for others. And, but it's, but for most folks, we would have said that door was closed. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't pass the test. He didn't get into the school. The Dean said no. 
and Bob kicked that door down. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I just think we need to be a little bit more careful with like the open door, closed door idea. That's good. Um, just because I don't know. Big fan. I don't know. Just think about it. Pray about it. All right. There we go. Um, okay. Next. Then the next part is Jesus walks on water. This one is uh, probably out of all the gospels that talk about Jesus walking on water. This is probably the most mild version of it. It doesn't really say much um, in this version, but basically says when, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat and started across the sea to Capernaum. Now it was, it was dark and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea uh, became rough because a strong wind was blowing when they rode about three or four miles. They saw Jesus walking on the sea, come near to the boat, and they were frightened. But then Jesus said, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So not a whole yeah, lot to chew on there. Stuff. Yeah, n- not, not a massive amount, but the, the one part that sticks out to me is the very last verse. Then they were glad to take him in the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So there's some sort of mystery there, some sort of miracle there. Mm-hmm. where Jesus goes and walks to them and then immediately they were at the next place. And so I don't know if that has huge theological Implication. implications, but it's interesting. Um, and then the next portion is uh, the bread of life. The bread of life. Um, so we'll kind of, I'm going to kind of skip over some verses. You can read some of it on your own. Here's some that I highlighted. Um, verse 26, Jesus answered them because um, they asked, Rabbi, when, when did you come here? And, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw science, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which is the Son of Man, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God, the Father, has set his seal. They said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. Uh, so this is kind of the start of like this whole conversation. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. He says, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures, endures, uh, to eternal life. So that's a good life application for us. Like we have jobs, we have different responsibilities and things, but as much as possible, we shouldn't work for things that won't last. We should really be focused on things that will last forever and things that have eternal impact. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And then skip it ahead to verse 35. It says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me. But raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. So really cool stuff. The gospel message all in that. I'm the bread of life. Jesus is kind of the one who's giving us um, life and eternal life and and seeking after things that are in in relation to Him. And finding Him is where we find salvation. So it's pretty cool. Uh, And then let's skip ahead. uh, Unless... Anything to say right there, Ben? No, I think you nailed that part. Okay, and then the last section, it says the words of eternal life. Um, so it says when the, when uh, many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus 
knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? That Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are in spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning uh, who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. (laughs) And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, do you want to go go away as well? Savage. <laughs> Super good. So so Jesus, this this is really good for especially leaders and pastors and and even students, you guys that are listening to this podcast, this is really good because it, it talks about Jesus speaking a hard truth. Sometimes we have to speak a hard truth. And sometimes yeah. we don't do it because, especially as pastors, sometimes we don't do it because we're afraid we're going to lose people. People aren't going to show up to church anymore, that we're not going to reach the masses. And, and Jesus spoke a hard word, and it says, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. And so then to follow that up, this up, Jesus doesn't say, oh, no, how can we get those people back into this building? How can we get those people back? He looks at the other t- remaining 12 and says, do you want to leave too? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, and and so Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. And he's speaking of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. So, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So it's kind of this interesting interesting mix of things there, which if we actually read the Gospels and we read how Jesus was, it gives us a little bit more freedom to be who we are um, and yeah. to not worry so much about, like, that's something we do so much. Even as as students, as leaders, as as pastors, we worry so much about getting everybody. We have to reach everybody. We have to reach everybody. We want the gospel to reach everybody. We want the good news to reach everybody, but we can't make decisions for people. We, yeah. we can't force people to love Jesus. It's just not possible. We can't carry that weight. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus himself didn't even carry that weight. He spoke hard truth and people left. And then he went to the remaining 12 and says, would you guys like to leave too? Like, yeah, so are you like, guys in? Jesus isn't afraid of people walking away he it breaks his heart but he's also he also knows it's going to happen so sometimes we carry too much weight of trying to get everybody in on this whole thing and and we just need to preach what god wants us to preach we have to preach the word sometimes hard truths in love Mm -hmm. not not pointing to the iniquities or 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 the or the failures of people uh, but but preaching the the word exactly how it is what, what god would want us to say and sometimes that's hard and sometimes people don't like it and that's okay we yeah. can't we can't mold the gospel to be what everybody wants it to say, you know? Because then it's your words, not his. Exactly. Yeah. The word of God. The word of God. If you're all good, I, I want to add a little bit to Do it. the top of that. Um, one of the verses that I have highlighted is John 6, as we're in, uh, verse 9. And then it was talking about, this is in the story of feeding the 5,000. Um, this is when Andrew was talking and he said, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. This, this is the part that I apply to my life a lot. This next part, he goes, but what good is this to a huge crowd? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have just like that phrase 
it's kind of especially in a time right now where those thoughts are in a lot of people's heads and mine, mine included for a time when it was like uh say it's your job oh i got this job but what good is this job for this calling i'm supposed to have yeah and i think a lot of the times uh people can get in that that mindset of oh, phew, well, i have all this but what good is it and I've been there too. And I think the half the beauty of that story was Jesus just showing the disciples, not even the masses, like, that like, hey, I got it. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm teaching you guys a lesson here to show that I'm the one, I'm the only one you need. Like, I'll provide, I'll do all this. All your shortcomings or what you see as shortcomings, which might not even be shortcomings in God's plan, <laughs> are... Um, or nothing compared to what he already has for you. So yeah. if that is something that resonates with somebody else, that resonated with me a lot, like for a whole season of life. I read that all the time. I was like, Hey, like it's okay to have those thoughts for one, because the disciples had those thoughts yeah. and they were physically with Jesus. So yeah, it's all, it's just important that we, we don't stay with those thoughts, but we actually look to the future and th- and see that Jesus is the one who solves those. Yeah, well, it's it's like this. It's like this mental switch that has to happen for us, where it's like, "What good is this to the masses, right? What good is this to to the thousands?" Mm-hmm. And with and and the answer simply is, with you, there's not there's no good at all. Yeah, with Jesus, it's perfectly enough. Mm-hmm. It's actually more. It's than It's more enough. than enough. Yeah. So like. That's where we have to get is the gifts and talents and the and the things that we bring to the table. There's there's usually two approaches. Sometimes we're so full of ourselves we think it's more than enough. We don't need God, mm-hmm. which is a very dangerous, dangerous place to be. Uh, but then sometimes we think it's so insignificant. We think, man, God can't possibly bless this, right? And then it all can't be enough. And mm-hmm. God's saying basically, yeah, when in your strength it's not enough, but if you give it to me, it'll be plenty. Um, and so that's kind of how we have to get. We have to get to the place where we give God our gifts and our talents and our finances and our yeah. and our lives and everything about us. We give it to God because with Him, it's much more than it is with us. Amen. I love it. Um, all right. So Ben, why don't you introduce the draft? Let us know what we're going to do, and then we'll get to it. And awesome. hopefully, you guys enjoyed that uh, chapter six. Next week, we're going to do chapter seven and eight. So if you want to if you want to read ahead, follow along with us. It'd be a lot of fun. It'd be great. Um, and hopefully uh, you guys are doing great um, following along with us. Uh, if you're our youth students, we love you. We appreciate you. Hopefully you're getting some more. Uh, getting some daily bread. Some more food to <laughs> chew on during <laughs> the go. week. And then if you're joining us from other places, we just we love you too and appreciate you. And you guys are awesome. So anyways, go ahead, Ben. All right. So this week we're going to draft what we have crowned our dream life setup. The I guess, dream I life. I guess you would say. The dream Ooh. life. And uh, so we're going to draft our dream house in our dream location <laughs> with two cars. We're going to draft two cars. And then we're going to draft one toy. Which no, could, two, two toys. Two cars and two toys? Yeah, so we'll do oh, one, okay. one house, two cars, two toys. Yeah, okay. I got it. I so could have five, one real five quick. Five total. Five total. Yeah, five total. So yes, this is so that's just, what we're gonna draft. Just for fun, just for fun, just for no reason. 
I've been on Instagram. There's like all these truck giveaways and all these. Oh, like, I look at them all the time. Car giveaways 80, 80, and things. Giving away all these cars. Oh. And it's just fun to think about. But obviously, we know this is a youth group Christian podcast. The dream life is any life with us and Jesus. But <laughs> amen, brother. But uh, we're just having fun here. This is fun we're just messing talk, around. Fun to talk about our favorite uh, ideal houses and cars and toys and good things. But anyways. So hopefully you can uh, join in with us on the fun and let us know what your dream scenario would be, and because it's okay to dream and it's fun, yeah, it is, and it's a good time. So we'll Rochambeau real quick, and, uh, and we'll go at it. Yep, Rochambeau, shoot, Rochambeau, shoot. Let's go every time. If All right, you don't beat me the on first the first pick. one, I think I. The yeah. statistics would show that I win the rematches. The statistics would show. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right, Bucko. All right, bud. We can. Can we? We could draft these in any order, right? Yeah. Just, just like we've you done just before. Pick one, and then it goes out of out of. Yeah, you you fill that slot. Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Uh, so let us know what slot you're gonna draft from first. Yeah. And then what you're picking. Yeah, we'll do. Well, I'm just gonna start right off the top. I'm gonna go with my house in my dream location. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go. Location doesn't really matter. It does, but I'm going to go in the Laguna Beach Hills okay. that overlook the ocean, and I, I want my house to be very modern looking. So I just say modern home, lots of glass. Okay. That's my thing. Like sharp lines, big windows. You're just thinking of Nigel Houston's house, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> That's literally what I based that off of. Oh my, dude, you have no idea how bad I want that house. <laughs> the house is tight. I want to drive up there just to look at it. Oh, it's if you if anybody follow Nigel Houston on Instagram, he's a uh, professional skater. His house in Laguna Beach is literally it's the most crazy. beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, and I, I want it, it. So I'm drafting his house. <laughs> I respect it. I like that. Laguna Beach uh, Hills, modern house. I respect it. Okay, I'll, I'll probably draft my house later then. Yeah, um, you can knock, lock something up for yourself. I will take um Okay, I'll take my first toy and I'm okay. going to do a speedboat. Okay. Uh like a like a wakeboarding boat, you know? Those types of things. Yeah. Speedboat. That's okay. my first toy. Taking that off, speedboat. I th I grew up boat like uh, we always we had a. Uh, let me think. When I was in like <laughs> third grade, third or fourth grade, my dad, uh, my parents bought a boat, and it wasn't anything fancy. It was, um, smaller, but it was a speedboat, and we did like inner tubing and stuff. And those were some of the funnest times of my life. It was really great. Oh yeah, we, buddy. We went down to the river and. Down the Colorado River, and we would, uh, which isn't like a tiny river; it's a big river. Yeah, it's huge, and uh, it's basically like, <laughs> and uh, we would just have a blast. It was so much fun, and and being a a kid, you just always love the water. And so me, you know, on my journey to being a father now, I uh, <laughs> thinking about the kids and the boats. Boats the way to go. Boat is the way to go. I agree. Big fan. Big fan. All right, go for it. Okay. Um. I'm going to go with one of my cars. Okay. First car, dream car. I'm picking an Audi R8. Okay. 
We're going to have very different lists here, but that's okay. That's what it's all about. That's what it's about. This is my dream, bucko. <laughs> uh, so he's got a Laguna Beach, uh, Laguna Hills, but Laguna Beach it's Hills. It's technically Laguna Beach, but I just said in the hills to make it more specific. In the hills of Laguna Beach. So Laguna yeah. Beach Modern House uh, with an Audi R8. Yeah, buddy. Oh, wow. That's disgusting. Okay, I'm going to pick my first car, and I will counter your Audi R8 with a brand new Ford Raptor. Saw that coming. That's a good pick. Big fan, big fan. It's my favorite car of all time. Yeah. Dream truck. Huge fan. Ford Raptor. Yeah, let that thing roar. Take that bad Larry to the dunes and go buck Just wild. Go crazy with it. <laughs> big fan. All right, what's all your right. next pick? I'm going to take a toy off the list. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to get, like, can I pick a dune buggy? Would that count? That's like totally a full, fine. Like a full dune buggy? Full-on dune buggy. Yeah, full-on dune buggy. I'm picking it. Got a dune buggy. I'm taking a full-on dune buggy. And I'm just ripping in the desert. <laughs> dune buggies are sick, dude. Or you could do a dune buggy, or you can do like a razor side by side. That's what I was debating about. I'll probably pick a side by side because you could bring more people. Well, dune buggies some have more than one seat. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. I would yeah. do. I would, if I were you, I would do a razor side by side, a four seater side by side. Those things are crazy. Yeah, my family friends who own a farm up north had like four of them, and we'd race every summer. It's but so I think fun. more people would understand what a dune buggy is. That's so I would, why I didn't. I pick would that. say dune buggy, but. That's on what the I podcast, mean. if you're listening, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what we mean. Ra- one of them razors or a Polaris side by side, whatever. Yeah, the, oh, they're sick. Those things are actually so much fun. My, we were uh, like eight years old, and they just let us have the keys and let them rip them, and we almost flipped one. My uncle Paul, who's <laughs> not really my uncle, but he's my uncle, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's uh, got one of those. He, uh, they live up in Washington, and he's got one of those. And that thing is fast, dude. Yeah, we they took haul. It on the dude, they go like 60 miles an hour. Well, no, this one goes... I think this one goes 135 miles an hour. And you could, oh you could, you could hit 100 miles an hour on the dunes. That's this crazy. Thing, it's, a, it's a four-seater, like, like a Razor, whatever, and it goes zero to 60 in like th- four seconds. <laughs> goodness it's crazy it, it, my my specs might be off on there but it's fast That's still I, i've i've been in fast cars and this is faster than most of the fast cars i've been, been in. in and we were just on his street like and, and he just hit the gas and we just took off i was like oh my lord <laughs> this is dangerous yeah that i'm sucks. in danger that's sick anyways so that's a good pick they're fun uh okay my next pick um, okay, I'll pick my house now because the, then some of the other picks will make more sense. Okay. So I'm going to pick a lake house, uh, like a big lake. Big lake house. Yeah, just lake house. It doesn't need to be like a cabin or anything, but just a lake house. Um, preferably where? Ooh, good question. Um, a lake house on Tahoe. Ah, that was one of my... Lake what I was Tahoe would about. be tight. It's so beautiful. I just um, don't know if I could deal with the snow. Yeah, that's true. I like it in seasons. Um, Their summers are beautiful, though. When the snow's and the winters, obviously the snow's gorgeous. Yeah. 
Um, but w- my grandparents lived in Illinois grow- when I was growing up, and they had a lake house, and it was so fun. And it wasn't the most fancy house ever, but it had this big old like yard in the back that led down to their dock where their boat was in the lake yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I remember stuff. you telling me about this. It was just a blast, man. It's like you could play in the grass. <laughs> you could play spike ball on the grass. Just have, a, have a blast. And then there's a boat and the water. and It's just a blast. So a lake house would be. And like That's looks. A great pick. I don't know that it matters that much, but I would I would like, um, I like kind of the traditional A-frame houses mm-hmm. with the big giant loft and a window in the very yeah, back. I think those are really cool. Yeah. So uh, lake house. That's why I bought, that's why I got the speed Lake boat. Tahoe. Yeah, great pick. Uh, with a Ford boat. Raptor. Yeah, you gotta be able to tow the boat just in case you want to go somewhere else. <laughs> and gotta be able to navigate in the snow. That is a big ten four, buddy. Ten four, good buddy. Good buddy. All right, my pick. Yes, you got two picks left. Yeah, a car and a toy left. I'm gonna go with my car. Car. And I'm gonna follow your truck. Get in the car. But I'm going to go with a fully loaded Toyota Tacoma. Oh, I like it. Toyota Tacoma TRD. Yeah, you could say that. Those things, actually for me, I'm not the biggest truck guy, but that's that would be my dream truck all yeah, day. They're sick. Those things are so sick to me. The Toyota Tacomas are... Cause I'm not awesome. a big enough truck guy to want like go like full out and get a Raptor. You want you want to get like a big truck, something that you can like that's not yeah. hard to drive and navigate. Literally, that's just like driving an SUV that looks sick. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Tacomas are really sweet and they're really good off roading vehicles yeah. too. Um, that's a good pick. Okay, so now I. I'm gonna pick my. Second toy pick. Okay. And I'm gonna go with ATVs or like like quads, whatever you call them. Some people I'll just call put them both on here, but yeah. Some people, some people call, call them, them ATVs. Some people call them quads. I grew up calling them quads, but whatever. Same. Um, I never called it an ATV actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would get some quads. I feel like that'd be such a that, blast on, around the lake house. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, and put like in this in the wintertime, put some snow tires on them. And just Dude, go you can for put it. tracks on them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. And then in the um, summertime, just hitting the like mountain trails and Lake on Tahoe. Lake Tahoe, would be sick. That'd be awesome. So there we go. There's my last. So I got my two toys. I got a speedboat, and I got quads. Let's go. See, my last pick is my to- my other toy here. I'm going to go with a pair of jet skis. Okay. That I'm going to tow around with my Tacoma. He's got a pair of jet skis. Jet skis are sick. Dude, yeah. I've actually never driven a jet ski. I want to. Yeah, we're going to change that, buddy. The, I've heard they're a blast. Dude, they're I've so I've ridden on the back of fun. jet skis, but I've never driven one. Yeah, I got to... We used to do this trip called summer splash mm-hmm. and i was like 12 years old and so I, I wasn't legally allowed to drive it by myself so i had um one of my old youth leaders shout out tyler clark threw yes. me on the front of it and he, he was basically just like let me drive out of like the dock area and then mm. take off buddy yeah. so i was like 
say less. <laughs> so we got out of like sight of people, and then he, I hopped up front, and he basically just let me drive. And dude, those things rip. Yeah, they're sick. It's, oh, it's so much fun. All right, so your team is finished. Yes, it is, buddy. A finished we'll product. After your pick here. A finished product here. So my finer, finer, finer pick. My finer pick um, is gonna be my second car. And this has changed recently, but I don't know why. I'm super, super into these Let's all of a it. sudden. Uh, but I want a fully built out, lifted to the sky <laughs> sprinter van. Let's go. <laughs> I think those are sick. Like an off-road sprinter van. I feel like those are so dope. And uh, the diesel and the kiddos can roll in can that thing. Can all hop in the sprinter. But in the builds in those things are so tight. They're like mini RVs, dude. They're yeah. so cool looking. I don't know why. So I'd, I'd have a Ford Raptor and a, Giant and a jacked van. up Sprinter van. Yeah. That'd be sick. So, I, so here's the final team. We'll do Ben's first because uh, he went first. Um, and like I said, they look pretty different. But yeah, the, they do. That's good. Great. Now we'll find out what the people like. So we got a, we got a Laguna Beach modern style house yep. with an Audi R8 and a Toyota Tacoma TRD with a dune buggy and jet skis. Let's go. That's pretty tight. The jet skis will be really fun on the ocean and out there. And yeah. Well, I could take them wherever I could come visit your lake house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, you and the family are welcome anytime. <laughs> Just come on down. <laughs> it's like we live here. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, Mine would be a lake house with a Ford Raptor, a Sprinter van, a speedboat, and quads. Let's go. So yours is kind of like... Honestly, they both sound like a blast. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yours is like living the beach life, like hitting the dunes, uh, hitting the jet skis on the ocean, going off-roading in like the... like Through the canyons. Through the canyons and stuff, living on the Laguna Beach hills. And the mind's like just living your best life in Lake Tahoe. It's like doing yeah. whatever the frick you want. And uh, that's the first time I think I've ever said frick on this podcast. <laughs> on the podcast but so I'm I apologize well. for it. It's probably not a good thing, but whatever, man. We're having a blast. We're having a good time. It's a youth podcast. They'll, they'll understand. Yeah, man. I apologize. If I offend anybody, I'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do whatever the snot you want. There we go. There that's better. Go. Um,. I always feel so convicted because I hear like my mom's <laughs> voice or like my my wife's voice is like, you know, with the like Christian cussing where you're like not saying a bad word, but it's like, well, it's, were you thinking it? And it's like, yeah. oh, you know what? You're right. Conviction. I love you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that's it. Lake House, Ford Raptor, Sprinter van, speedboat, quads. And then Ben's got a Laguna Beach with an R rate to Toyota Tacoma Doom buggy and jet skis. What a fun time. Yeah, I need to, we need to find some friends that have these and then just hang out. <laughs> and just go hang out with them. <laughs> That'd be a fun time. So, anyways, let us know what you think would be, what kind of dream life right there would be more fun. And then, here's the thing though, maybe let's start taking like we can't buy these houses or buy these cars or whatever. Yeah, but let's start living the dream life. Let's start doing things that are fun. Let's have, let's 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 shoot for adventure. Let's go do some crazy stuff. Maybe this year yeah, we. Buddy. Get our friends and we go rent some jet skis. I don't know. Let's, let's just have do fun. It. Let's live the let's live the dream life, alright? So we love you. Uh without further ado, I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And cue the outro. Drive, drive, drive.